host Nicole along with Tina K. Welcome back Tina K. Thank you Nicole. So happy to have you back with me. I don't like being by myself. I know. So I have my ginger and lemon tea that you sent me boxes of. So thank you very much and for all those that don't know I did suffer from COVID but I think all of us at some point have probably known someone or suffering ourselves. So I'm still on the mend, just happy to be alive and happy to be here. Like dare to rise. It's that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. You um, ended 2020 on a, on a certain note, but you're entering 2021 on a better note, right? That's right. That's so right. Now I think so besides dealing with COVID, what else has been going on? I, we, obviously Christmas. Um, Christmas was great. Spending time with family. Um, I've spent a lot of time in bed. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, But spending time with family and um, I have three great, amazing boys in my life, my children, and, and they did a really good job taking care of me. So um, and I have a lot of people that um, supported me and brought me dinners and food. And so I think for me, since we last talked and since you last did the podcast by yourself, um, <laughs> just realizing how much um, how much people care about you when you don't realize that all the time. Absolutely. So. And probably also when accepting help when people offer it to you. Yes. Because that's sometimes hard for people. I I think it's hard to be um, when you're in a vulnerable situation or a spot in your life and people are like, hey, let me do this, do this for you or um, wanting to bring you meals or check. I mean, sometimes that can be overwhelming. And so I think it's always important to know people love you and care for you and to say yes, (laughs) say yes yes to when people are offering their kindness. (laughs) Say yes to food. Normally I don't have a problem with that, but (laughs) I like that. Say yes to food. I'm down. Okay. What about you, Nicole? Oh, same thing. Holidays, kids, um, my, my children, my two boys do online school. So been doing online school, but then had our nice break for the holidays, which has been lovely. I have loved being staying at home. Not going to lie. I love having my kids home. I love being with my family. If anything, 2020 taught me is my, my, I already knew my people mattered more than anything, but my tribe is everything. Like I love that quality of time and time is precious and it goes by too fast. And the life, life is hard. The journey to life is hard sometimes. And we have, we've had a lot of heartaches and obstacles that we've had to face in our communities and in our personal lives. And that journey, you know, always has, its, you know, peaks and valleys, but in the end, it kind of leads you to where you need to be and everything. And that's, what's so exciting about 
our amazing guests that we have on tonight, um, guys. We have Finn O'Malley. Yay! Um, yes, yeah, so excited. <laughs> so I'm gonna I want to share with our audience a little bit about Finn. Finn is an Amazon best-selling author who is an elemental goddess who loves writing crystals and daydreaming about her next meal. So she's totally our kind of girl, guys. Yes, she is. She's like tribe. <laughs> right. She lives in northern Utah with her human husband, two lovable teenagers, and two cat overlords on the hunt for adventure world domination and wet food when she is not in her garden growing human-sized bushels of herbs you can find finn sitting on a mountaintop practicing yoga or penning witty urban fantasy adventures for humans who need a break from reality so pretty much all of 2020 um, Finn's short story, Fire Dance, is featured in Dragons Within, Guarding Her Own, which was an award-winning finalist in the fiction anthologies category of the 2020 Best Book Award sponsored by the American Book Fest. And we are so fortunate to have her on the platform, everybody. So welcome, Finn, to Dare to Rise. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This has been so fun. So oh, well, we're so excited to have you a part of that. And I, we are just so excited to get to know about you more and share your story with our audience and about your amazing book that's going to be coming um, towards the end of January. So yes. let's just kind of jump in. Like, how have you been? What's new with you? Oh my gosh. What is new? Um, you know, 2020 ended. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> So we're all on the same yeah, page. Right. We're all in the same place. I, I told somebody the other day that um, we, because there's been so much division, right, across the country, across the world with, with COVID and all the feelings of everything. And I told somebody, you know what? We are united. And they were like, how? And I said, we all hate 2020 equally. <laughs> I love that though. It's so true. Cause again, we can sit there and think of truly like all of the horrible shit that 2020, right. but there really was still, there so was so things. much magic too. Yes. Like there really was. And that is the most incredible part. Like we all can bitch and moan about it. Right. But it was amazing. Like, it yeah. Really... There were some really awful things, but there really were so many beautiful things. Yes. Sometimes through awful things, that's where beauty grows. Truly. Absolutely. Yep. No, we've, I, we had a good, um, New Year's Eve. We, uh, with our neighbors, uh, rage caged their washing machine to death. Oh, please give us more. What does rage caged mean? <laughs> <laughs> a oh, so with you... a sledgehammer and a baseball bat. So at 11 o'clock at night, and my coat on, my hood on, my mask on, because we were being <laughs> safe, because we were going over their house, or into their driveway, rather. And uh, yeah, I had a baseball bat. I made everybody, the family, post for a picture. I was like, come on, guys. And I was like, this is weird. If anybody sees me walking down the street <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night. But yeah, we, we took our rage out of 2020 on their washing machine, and we killed it. Like epically, it was in. Then <laughs> it was a success. Yes, yes. So it's been since then. I feel like things have been good. You got all your rage out, boo. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, I love that. So Finn, um, let's jump in. So tell us about your writing journey. How did that begin? Oh my gosh, I started like forever ago. Um, I actually started when I was fourteen. Um. I told, I remember telling my family and my aunt and my mom and my grandma that I was writing a book and they were like, okay, cause I'm 14. And it, so this would have been like, I don't know, 94, 95. So 
old school computer and all that. And I typed and wrote like, I don't know, like 15 or 16 pages, which I think for back then was quite the accomplishment of, I could have been doing a thousand other things. Um, But I wrote a story about a girl stranded in the Boston airport. She meets a cute boy because the character was 16 because I was 14. So (laughs) it was really like, she was really mature. And then terrorists came and took over the airport and... I was like, I got this. I'm going to write this story. And my aunt was like, you guys, this is really good. Like, she's really doing something. And I, I still remember she's passed away now. But, like, I still remember her looking at me and being like, guys, this is really good. She recognized the talent, though. She saw that what you had. And yeah. I, think, I think that's so amazing to have people in your life when they see – you know, a, a talent or something kind of, you know, something hidden, hidden yeah. under, you, the, yes, yes. You were in your own realm, even at 14. <laughs> <laughs> I, was. I mean, I, that's a teenager, like romance and love letters and yes. you're talking terrorists yeah, taking over like, the airport. And, then, and the terrorists came in. Yeah. No, I was, I was in my own little world for sure. It was, it was funny. Um, so yeah, I always, I always was writing and this story is actually, it's funny that I have three other books out actually because this is like my baby this is my story that I've been working on actually the original first idea I was telling you guys is was I it was like 12 years well it was 12 years ago it was when I was pregnant with my youngest and I wrote these scenes like on paper out and I, they, they got lost. I remember calling my husband at the time and being like, where are those papers? <laughs> and he was like, what paper? What are you talking about? I wrote a story on them. And he's like, I don't know. Did you look this place? And I was like, oh, I did. And it took me a while, but I did find them. And then it, and it's funny because it just evolved over the years. Like it was always just this little baby that I was working on mm-hmm. in the back corner. And I would always say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a book or I'm writing a book. And it was so passive until a couple years ago where I was like, nah, bitches. I'm writing this. I'm writing this and I'm going to be an author and this is happening right now. No. So tell me, so for our audience, share us what is your, it's a series guys, just to kind of tease that, but tell everybody the title of your, your book that's going to be launching. It's Awakening of Light, and it's the Keeper of Elements series. Um, Aslan is the main character, and uh, she has to save magic for for light. <laughs> that wasn't as epic, Tina, as the the <laughs> description I gave at the retreat. <laughs> yeah. So was it only a year ago? Yeah. No, 2019. No, 19. You just yeah. skip over 20. Just, <laughs> That's just right. Pretend I it just yep. <laughs> Last year in 2019, <laughs> when we met, um, we were at a book retreat, and I remember Finn. Finn was my roommate, and... Um, and I was kind of wondering what kind of retreat I stepped into. Uh, a lot of of people that became quickly became my friends. Yes, uh, Finn we were was one a of them. Eclectic group of people. <laughs> Isn't that the best but, group of people to be around, though? Yeah, 
It is. But um, Finn really showed her elemental magic skills, and <laughs> it was very impressive. Um, if everybody can picture dark night, it's like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night. We've had dinner. Everybody has a full belly. There's a lightning storm outside. You're standing there, and you're telling us this incredible story to get us excited about what kind of writing you what kind of writing you offer us yes and and i i i scared the shit out of you guys (laughs) (laughs) the storm like i'm reading we had this to read this like one elevator pitch sentence and i i'm saying this over the storm so i have to like raise my voice and get louder as the storm's like And I'm look. I can see the storm because they're all looking at me, and the windows are that way. And as I'm like, and she must reclaim elemental magic for light, and the lightning crashes, (laughs) and uh, these saucer eyes are all staring at me, like, what the hell is happening? And just to add to it too, Finn was the only fiction author there. Yes, else was nonfiction. So here she is in this setting where she's the only fiction author and right. everyone else is nonfiction. So she's like, I got to step my game up and like, I, I did realize yeah. I am here for business. Right. I need to be we very know that it was serious. <laughs> so yeah, well, Bridget, Bridget screamed and, and then elemental goddess was my title for the rest of the retreat. And that's when elemental goddess was born. Yes, that was it right there. I love it. <laughs> so Finn, you've been working mm-hmm. on this book then for, um, for, for a long time 12 years 12 years is a long time but um we nicole and i both got a sneak peek at it and it is it is a total elemental goddess magic i am totally (laughs) in love with it i can't wait for book two um but what kind of uh advice would you tell that young author at 12 um what your future um had in store for you Oh, little 14-year-old me, (laughs) dear Finn, (laughs) pick a career that is not mind-numbing and wrenches your soul from your body. No. Um, (laughs) Writing is, it's not even just the writing. I think sometimes writing is hard, but it's the editing. And then you edit, and then you edit again, and then you write, rewrite, and then you edit, and you rewrite. And that's and where the magic happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, no, it's like this. And then because I'm self-published, um, that process is all. And explain bad. to our when and our for our listeners when you're saying you're self-published, tell people what that means or what that entails. That means you do everything everything no um it's all you're marketing yourself so you have to put in the effort no one else is doing it for you thankfully i have amazing peeps that i've gotten to know through the whole process and sharing and social media land can be huge help and having friends that you know make you not rip out your hair that's (laughs) pretty cool too um But yeah, no, it means that you're making sure that the book is edited, formatted. Um, Now, if you're paying somebody to do that, then great, which I did because I would have ripped out my hair and we wouldn't be hair talking. (laughs) So it'd be somewhere else. (laughs) Crazy land. Um, 14-year-old me, I would tell me to um, just keep writing. 
because it changes. It's amazing to think about how your writing changes. And I'm sure Tina, you can agree with this. Like looking back at even, you know, a year, I mean, two years ago, (laughs) (laughs) just where you're writing. I remember you reading your dark night of the soul that at the retreat to then you reading it just last, well, no, I was still two years, a year, whatever, 19 when November, right? Yeah. Um, when you went and you read it and I was like, holy bananas. That made me tingle. Like, cause your writing changes and grows from first draft to 900th draft. Um, it's, it's amazing how much. Yeah. You grow. I think, like, um, as a fictional writer, just what you can do to create that world that you, whether you want to be a part of that world or not, that you oh, can create, you can create, <laughs> and I want to be a part of that world. <laughs> I think yeah. we all do. Let's just go to a portal. We'll just head over there a little bit later. Fine. Magic orb of, you know, magic orbs yes. and everything else. Yes. Um, but I think that's really great advice to share with our listeners too is is just writing because whether you're writing a book or a novella you've done that too yeah um writing is healing too so is it's so cathartic and it's I mean that really is how I processed um a big issue in my life is I I wrote through it and it took me three four years but I, I actually like processed this huge traumatic event in my life and and then I became, there was a point where I was, I was like, oh, I'm good with that now. Like, I dealt with it in that story, and I'm good. And it is. So not only do you end up healing yourself um, and becoming a stronger person out of it, but you also um, uncover things about yourself. Because I think no matter what we're writing, fiction, nonfiction, especially for nonfiction, you are... Um, learning things about yourself because there's bits of you in every single character that you create. Interesting. So there's like a lot of self-reflection. Oh yeah, for sure. Like in your, in your character development process, would you say then? Yeah. Talking about that. Uh Uh-huh. No, I mean, even your, your dark, you know, I mean, you, you, you guys met Daragon. I mean, I would say that there's absolute pieces of me in him mm. in that aspect of how, how far are you willing to take something if you need to, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to like Ooh. torture someone in their dream. Maybe I would. <laughs> Depends on who they are. Depends. I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because whatever that looks like, it's it's really a, a boundary issue, though, too. Like, what are you? Ooh. How far are you willing to go? But also, how? What do those boundaries look like for you, too? Right, and then as creating characters, there's things that I wouldn't do, but now I have to make that character do them. And go through the uncomfortable moments with that character and be like, I really want to do this. This I'm is kinda... really pissing me off right now, this yeah. character. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh-uh. You're, You're making me write it out. Right? Yeah. Well, and it was like my demon story, you know? Um, a lot of people were like, a oh, demon. And I'm like, but this is the good stuff. Because what and I took what who I am and, and my other work, my other real world, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, work and I flipped it around. So all my energy work and stuff that I do, I took it from the other's perspective and said, Well, what would this look like from dark? 
what would they be trying to accomplish? Interesting. Yeah. So what would you say then is for, a, for your book, Awakening of Light, yes. what, ins- what inspired you to do that? Like where, where did that even like start from? The story itself? Sure. Um, I don't know those. I honestly feel like those two characters that came from nowhere, the names, everything, that opening scene of the book of Aslan and Rowan in the coffee shop in Minneapolis, that came from, I have no idea where I actually blown away to hear that. I was telling Tina this cause I, I'm, I am not a writer and definitely not an author by any means. I write occasionally in my own way and everything, but to think about when I'm reading your, your book and everything and just, yeah, when you really think of lots of different book series and stuff and you think of the character development and the, the mm-hmm. story and the details, and especially when you're thinking of different realms and different um, communities and cultures and the different way of things and the dark and the light, it's just, I, I can't even wrap my mind around that. I'm blown away. Like that's so creative and talented and just in awe. He sometimes reads, <clears throat> I re- will read pieces of the book, like, you know, through the editing, you mm-hmm. have to read through, you fix things you're doing and I'll read stuff and I'll start to get like totally hooked in the story. I'll be like, Ooh, this is really good. <laughs> Who wrote this? this is, I like the story. I, I don't feel like the story is mine, which sounds really sad and wrong, but, um, I do feel like characters choose us and Mm -hmm. stories choose us that need to be told through our eyes and brought to this world, especially magic and everything else, you know, because it's so impossible, (laughs) so they say. (laughs) Um, Go ahead. No, I I was just going to say there were two things that popped into my mind. One, about the magic. I know personally when I finished the book, I started looking at things differently um, just because you you shared so much that I hadn't thought about. You created this whole whole realm, whole world. And then I found myself staring out my bedroom window thinking, what is out there waiting for me? Like, I know what I've experienced already, but this book for anybody that is looking to kind of escape what's going on, but find truth and, and some of the elements of the book that are so important for us as readers, us as humans. And and so what, what are some of those things that you'd like to share that, that underlying messages? Well, and I realized today, as I was thinking about the podcast and, and what needed to be shared with the story in the book, um, one, that this book, I kept trying to bring it out. Like, it was supposed to be released last year. My whole big goal was 2020, I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And then, and then, and then COVID happened. Right. <laughs> and everything went, ah! Um, is that, one, the universe has a plan that we sometimes do not have control over, which also led me to, as on the main character, she struggles with that because she needs to have control of a situation herself, the things that are happening, because it makes, it gives her a sense of security. And when she crosses over into that magical realm, all that disappears. She, her courage is you know, she has to embrace it, but her control is gone. Every 
thing that she encounters and every person she encounters changes the direction that she's going. And she has to just like fly by the seat of her pants and go, okay, we're going here now. And, um, I so feel like that's kind of how we experienced last year as we all were flying by the seat of our pants or no pants. No pants. Yeah. You're like, where's my pants? Where are my pants? I don't even yeah. know where I, I told Tina this today. I said, I, I, ha- I came up today. I realized I have a, a motto for my life or a, a saying for my life. You're going to love this, Nicole. I fly by the seat of my pants. And I really do. Like, I wing freaking shit all the time. Like, I, I, somehow I don't even know how I do things. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, I, I could have done better. Um, but by flying by the seat of my pants, sometimes I, I feel like I don't have pants. <laughs> like, I don't know where my pants are. So, that's... But what you're saying is so true, though. It, what, that is what your what your story is about it really does mirror real life though we we mm-hmm. think we we have an idea or a journey or a path that we are like this is what's going to happen for me mm-hmm. yes we're like i i am willing this to be and we start on that journey and then we fall off the path we get yeah. lost or we go on a completely different route sometimes. And right, then- we go over here and we're still on our path. I think that's the part that we as humans forget is that we are always on our path. Exactly. We're just taking a different, and I, the universe is like, no, nah, really, you're on the right path. We think we're on the wrong path, <laughs> but the universe is like, uh, no, we know better over here. Um, and that's really part of the story. <clears throat> is that even she's trying to control things along the way and she gets mad about things and it's like, no, we have to go this way. We have to do it this. No, I had this plan and you know, things happen. And it's that sense of no control that we have, you know, we all experienced last year in one way or another. Right. Which I think is what is so magical about bringing it into 2021 is that we need so much this light and to remember that there's good absolutely after all that we experienced like it's okay and also stop giving the things that we cannot control so much power and and giving so much of our any towards that it's like all of our energy that we put towards things Mm -hmm. that we really cannot control and 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 not saying it's easy by any means, but I've been catching myself even today when I was Mm -hmm. at my, my, my real world job, so to speak. And there was a situation that arrived, like arised and everything. I literally caught myself physically, like having to like do a deep breath and like pause. And it's like, this is not worth the energy. Like, and just constantly, like we are blessed. We are grateful. We are, we have so much to be appreciative for. If this one thing deters life is still trucking a lot. You know what I mean by right. that? Right, and it's, like, it's coming out of ourselves and saying, whoa, 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 take a breath, stop for a minute, and right. recognize that this isn't so bad. I think we're trained yes. through society and all the things that we're exposed to that, you know, we have to be reactatory. And in reality, if we pause and, and, and hold stillness, yes. all the things that we're trying to control will actually move around us and towards us and away from us in the ways that they need to. And that is so powerful. 
No, really, I, truly I, is. No, I love that. I can tell you there's been so many, I think we, ooh, we can all attest to that. There's been several things in all of our lives that we were like, this has to be the way that this is going to work out. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm the- all hell breaks loose and you're like, I don't know, being thrown into hot lava and it's just <laughs> insane. And then, but in the end it worked out though. It worked I, out the way it was supposed to. And then it looks back and you're like, Girl, why were you sweating? Why yeah. are you pooping why and hollering? Being out? a hot mess. Yes, it's right. like worked out the way it needed to be, and also <clears throat> self-reflecting on the growth of yes know, everything after you've come through that, which was interesting with your character in her journey and how mm-hmm. she is developing and growing and realizing and um, discovering things about herself. Yeah, yeah, and it's it, that when we can come to that place in our own life where you can look back, I was thinking today about the retreat, Tina and, and working with Bridget and, and the steps that came before that, um, my working with a, an amazing friend, Deb. And then before that uh, at yoga retreats with, with Dana, like all of these situations brought me closer to this book to be what it is now, because it couldn't be what it is three years ago. Mm. It just couldn't. It, that's an impossibility because I hadn't, I hadn't grown. I hadn't, I was still that Aslan trying to control the situation and thinking I knew the right way or that I could do it this way. And along this journey of three years, I've learned and grown so freaking much that I can see my own journey reflected through Aslan's journey. Yeah, this oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, what I love too is um, in her journey and, and like you have a piece of her in, in the book, your character, but that she totally demonstrates the dare to rise concept and, and that she, things aren't always easy, uh-uh. um, but she learns to trust herself and she learns to trust her talents. And that's what I think yes. we all experience and our listeners experiences. Sometimes good things happen to us. And then we don't even think that we deserve that. Like, uh, are you sure that I'm the one that's going to be the one this. to rely on? No. Yeah. yeah you, you might want to check the, the book there. I need <laughs> someone else to take the reins here. I yeah, you no. got the wrong name. Are right. you sure it's me? <laughs> are you sure? No, it can't be me. Mm-mm. I love that scene, actually. She's like, no, you've got the wrong person. <laughs> no. So, so we see that in your characters. So, Finn, like, what, what's something that you've experienced, like, in this growth that you've experienced as an author that, that demonstrates that dare to rise? Like, I know, like you just said, it, it right, having this book published a couple of years ago wouldn't be where it's at today, but there are things that you went through, and how did you, how did you manage that to be able to still dare to rise and, and push through it? Oh, goodness, that's a great question. Um, I think I'm like a, a steamroller. <laughs> I just keep going. So you're without a pants. resilient person. Okay, no, a resilient, pants. a resilient person with no pants. <laughs> Everybody's getting out of your way. Well, <laughs> please, just have no pants on. No, I, I really do. Um, I, I learned last year specifically to give myself lots of grace um, as I experienced my own COVID thing and and got asthma out of the deal um woo, that 
that was a cool card to pick. Yay. Um, but I, I did, I had to give myself so much grace and teen. I can relate to this. I'm sure you still now, like there were days that nothing happened and I would get angry with myself because I am a very task oriented list person. Like we must do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and we must do it in the next five minutes. And I had to stop and say, no, it's okay. You, it's okay to not do that because we can do it here. Yeah. And, um, knowing that even taking breaks, you can still accomplish things because I am that I have to accomplish all the things right now. And what I've learned is that (laughs) when you actually bring me out, um, when you slow down things. So example, I kept pushing because it was supposed to be May, June of last year. And then I was like, oh, September, October, I can make this work. I can make this work. And I kept pushing and things just kept unraveling as they do. Um, The November and December. And it wasn't until I picked 121.21 that everything fell into place. I, I had a cover design that was effing amazing when I was having trouble, like trying to find the right thing and everything just came together. So knowing that when you slow down, you can still accomplish everything you need to do, um, was a huge lesson for me in 2020. Like that was massive because I'm a steamroller. Well, that means you're just a person who perseveres even through the hard times. Yeah. It's so interesting to hear what you say, because I always think sometimes from my individual self, I'm the only way, only person who feels this way or anything. Um, And then (laughs) you start talking to people and you're like, oh God, I guess this feeling is actually pretty normal. But you were mentioning about showing yourself grace. And it's like, I do that for everybody. I'm willing Uh to show everybody like you're sick, lay down, like you're good. Then when it's me, I'm like... Mm -hmm like, no, you can't do that. That's lazy. That's this. That's being a mother too. I think that's like top of the pedestal. Absolutely. We're not allowed to have any grace. We have no weaknesses. (laughs) We must do all. (laughs) We shall overcome. I, I just think, oh, that's so true because um, we've all had conversations and, and I, I shared with Nicole the, um, the five minutes before I went to the hospital to be admitted, mm-hmm. I was in my room crying because I didn't want to waste anybody's time. Right. And because mm-hmm. our focus is always on everybody else, even if we're sick. Yeah. And you help teach me grace when I'm trying to write and my head's not working and, right. and just that permission to just to relax to be. Yeah. Just and be. It's okay not to be perfect. Like it's this, you know, we're not always going to be, you know, no. um, She-Ra woman warrior. Like, right. It's, it's just, it, 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 that's impossible. It's an impossible goal that's put into our uh, brains as like, children or something I don't know but it's it breaking out of that is so huge to know that you don't have to be perfect and who you are is perfect exactly I mean we're always growing we have to grow and change and and be better humans but that is perfect in its essence absolutely well I think if you're always if you're evolving and you're growing and you are always doing that that self-reflection self-growth 
you're good. You know what I mean? It's right? one you're- thing to be stagnant and always in this, this place, but if you're on your, your journey and at least if you're moving in whatever direction that is, right. in a positive a direction. Way, yes. yeah, it's like, that's what, that's what truly matters. And, uh, and again, I just think, you know, um, if we're going to show, you know, certain graces and kindness towards our, our people and our tribe, we need to be willing to do that for ourselves. Same back to ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Tina, I'm thinking about your question too. And I'm thinking that one of my things that pushes me to, to be doing the thing, which I kind of, like I said, sometimes I'm real blase about things and what I accomplished. I'll be like, oh yeah, I've written like four books. That's cool. Whatever. You know, they're all published. Um, Amazing. Is, right? But right? then I like, I'm like, oh. Let's do this right now for you. <laughs> um, that's not an easy feat. No. And no. Like, it really is not. There are people who write their entire lives and then, you know, write to becoming an author their entire lives and they never have like the self-confidence to self to even do it. Yeah. So then yeah. they're like, well, if I don't have a publisher. Well, I and I can't do that or it's not good enough. And, and because I can tell you right now, I could go back and open awakening and change like 900 things because I could <laughs> think it would be better. Um, but you just, you have to stop at a certain point. But I think that part of my dare to rise is to, by, by daring to rise, by by doing the things that I do is that I have discovered when people tell me like, well, you've totally inspired me to do A, B, or C. Right. And that always blows me away because it's not like I'm aiming to do that. It just happens and people tell me and I'm like, that's good. Yeah, you should (laughs) totally do that. But that's bringing light. Exactly what you're talking about, about awakening of light and bringing yes. light to people. You you can do that in your individual self and within your tribe or your community and stuff. Be yeah. um, a positive support or an inspiration for people. Or they're seeing people are seeing you achieve a dream or a goal and making it a reality. And, and there's realizing, yeah, and it's you, I can do that. I can. Exactly. I, why can't I do my dream? Yep. Go get your dreams and squeeze them and. <laughs> <laughs> Bring them in close. Bring them, them in close and love and them. <laughs> no, but I, I think it is because I think it's really um I think it's really imperative and important that we are surrounding ourselves and um saturating ourselves with exactly what like what you're talking about, Finn. People who inspire you, people who are are, are positive or are yes. living their truth because yes. when you're when you're seeing it, it becomes believable, right? And if you're yes. not around people that are doing that, you're probably not thinking you ever could do that. But when you're no, able to and surround it yourself stagnation yes. and an energy of stagnation. But when you're um breathing into your dreams and and bringing that into your space you're moving the things that you need closer to you the people like we were talking about retreats and how the perfect mixture of people end up being there that are those catalytic moments is catalytic a word we yeah. just made it one yeah. of it's one now <laughs> you're an author you can write anything you want big <laughs> words up all the time um catalytic i like it i'm gonna call it an underwear it might be um to what you need to accomplish and and it brings all of that 
the more you believe it and, and the more you see that light in other people and those dreams and those accomplishments, like it's amazing what can happen. It really is. It's yeah. contagious. It's I, 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 I just contagious say, in a good way. Sorry, I need to clarify that. Yes, yes not COVID contagious. No, it's a contagion you want to have is yes. being inspired, being uplifted, believing yourself, believing in in others and the possibilities. Yes. Yep. That's so funny because that's actually the. Um, it's your next book, isn't it? I'm just joking. <laughs> Ooh, Nicole. I like that. I'm checklisting that. Um, is is one of the things that she says in the book, but it's also my uh, dedication to my boys, is that anything is possible. If you believe it is possible, it is possible. And she says throughout the book, anything is, po- anything is possible. Because <laughs> it really is. If you want it, it can exist. I love that. Somewhere. <laughs> So do you have a vision board or do you set your set goals that you've kind of put out in the universe right now on what you see accomplishing? I haven't done my goals yet. I have a list of words. Everybody was talking about the word of the year. And I was like, fuck one word. I need like 10. (laughs) So I do. I have a list. I'll I'll send it to you later. Um, It's actually a pretty epic list. I'm going to write it down somewhere or it'll stay on my phone, whatever. Um, but I, I generally do, um, the first month of the year, write down like five big goals of, um, what we want, like for the family, financially, whatever it is. And I keep them on the board for like a month and I should probably like write them somewhere else before I erase them. (laughs) It's amazing to go back and think. And I was telling somebody this the other day in a chat. Um, it always blows my mind when you actually look at it, how achievable or how close you came to those goals, even if it wasn't exactly how you imagined it was going to be, you really came way closer. And that's, I think, what goes back to that perfect thing again. If it wasn't that exact way, then it didn't happen. And that's bullshit because you can look at it and go, you know, I mean, the fact that I published three books in a matter of four months, which I do not recommend for anyone to do. Don't, don't do that. Don't, just don't. It was insane. I was like, I'm never writing another word. (laughs) But, um, I did. And if you would have told me at that retreat in June of 19, (laughs) that I would have by the end of November, not only three books out, but a best-selling Amazon best-selling book. Like, Never, but it happened because that, that magic was put out there for that to be created. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And so I did. <laughs> I did. I love that. No, I love that. I do the same thing, by the way, every, every, I don't want to call, I don't call them like new year resolutions. No, I don't either. I don't, I don't like they're, that. To me, they're, they're just like long-term goals. 2021 visions. I like that. Mm, that's I'm, good. I, I will be writing that one down. Right there. <laughs> I like that. You have the I book like story, I, but I do. And I'm going to, again, for my people, I have my, I always, I love, I, I know people are way tech savvy. I am an old school person. I love writing I love you, in a Nicole. planner. <laughs> I have a calendar. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I write oh. everything and I do my financial goals. I do my physical goals, yes. my, my um, spiritual goals, meditate, like whatever yeah. it is. 
I think writing it and again, surrounding yourself with the peer tribe is really important. And it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, supporting one another and being accountability partners in a, in a way. And just, again, believing in each other, believing in yourself. Cause it's like, I can do that. Like, why do I keep, why am I limiting myself? If you, yeah. like you said, ever, anything is possible. Anything. Truly. No, and so I did want to um, jump back in. Um, You were talking about your date of your release for your book is January 21st of 2021. Yes. Numbers. Is there any meaning behind that? Um, I was really particular because even the dates that I picked before that, I was trying to pick because I super love numerology. And what's funny is, Tina, when we were scrolling through pieces to read for the reading tonight, I was looking at chapter 33, which is the scene that I was thinking about, the one you had mentioned um, with Ravina, but it was, I didn't notice it, but chapter 33 is on page 333. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, I love this even more now. <laughs> um, so no, um, so 121, 21. I mean, if you add the 20, I can't remember what the full number was, but I love... And it's funny because 12 is my birthday. So one, two, yeah, one, two, like those, I just have a thing about threes and twelves and repeating numbers and I should do math really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm super excited. I think that's such a, um, it's so exciting. I'm so proud of you though. Uh, Truly, when I was reading your book again, reading it and I, in my mind, I, I was sharing um, with Finn this Tina and stuff, and I think I might have already told Tina this too, but I'm reading it and I'm already like envisioning it as like a movie, guys, like the characters and like the special Oops. effects. And I, but I love that about reading. I love that about um, fiction. It, it takes you to a whole different place. It doesn't matter, you know, how crappy your day's been or what's going on. Yeah. Reading it, just, it it teleports you to a different, completely different realm. And I think that is so neat when a story can do that. Well, and it's all that visual. I'm super visual. And so I think just that's that talent that's reached through with my words as I kind of just grab you and take you into my little world. But it's so creative because I'm like, I, and again, this is me limiting myself after telling other people not to do that, but I'm like, I could never do this. (laughs) I'm all like, I'm all sitting here thinking of, you know, the, the, the magical elements and everything Uh and how you tie in everything. And I'm just like, how does one even start? Like, no, I'm going to support and be everyone's biggest cheerleader, but I'm like, I never could do Like, I'm not going to take the time to do that. No, it is really a, a whole thing. Like it to create a whole world. There was a point where I actually stopped and was like, I don't want to create a whole new world. That's like way too much work. But it just kind of happens as you get to know the characters and you start asking yourself questions like, well, what do they do on Sunday night? Well, what do they do this? And and that's how you discover because they turn around and tell you like, oh, well, we do this because you kind of have to have that conversation with your characters. You really right. do. It's like a dialogue back and forth so you can learn about them. So in your public, like getting on your journey to getting your book published and everything mm-hmm. like that, did you... I'm assuming here, but you can tell me and stuff was that I'm assuming the journey wasn't just a smooth ride and everything. So when you yeah. were having those obstacles of, um, you know, frustration or discouragement, like really what persevered, like, how did you push through that to be like, I am getting this done. I'm not going to be defeated. 
Um, that's a good question. Again, with that steamrollerness, I think I'm just, I absolutely am determined to see this story. And, and mostly because, so the main character, well, not the main character, I think of him as the main character, Jack's a cat who talks and is a dick, but we love him. Um, I have a cat and his name is Jax. I named my cat after the character. The character came first and this cat shows up in my life and he's Jax. I, we, we say that he is Jax and oh, he embodies that. that character. And sometimes I swear to God, he looks at me and he's like, you're telling this story. <laughs> And if I want to quit, like the cat, I swear to God, looks at me and is like. So he was meant to come into your life. (laughs) He is. And if, and and I'm not going to give any spoilers whatsoever, but the cat is like (laughs) a, a cornerstone, if you will. And. It's it's amazing to me just even how that even happened, like all of it. But yeah, no, the the cat is a big part of it. And my family, um, my boys, I will read to them work and then them telling me like, oh yeah, that's good. I like it. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. I love on. that. Yeah. I read them my stories and tell them. And then my husband gets pissed because he's like, uh, where's the rest? And I'm like, I'm not done yet. Hey, I did already ask you, where's my book too? (laughs) (laughs) Because I told you I'm impatient. I'm like, I need book two right now. Homegirl, when I'm, I'm the girl, when I start a Netflix series, it's like, it's on. I don't want one episode one week and have to come back another week. It's like, let's do this. All of the things I I have to be disappointed. Because book two is still in the works. It, we're good. Then we're good. We're good. No, and in fact, uh, I'm after the release and everything. I'm like, oh, I can write again. <laughs> I'm so excited because oh, there's that. so much behind the scenes stuff that's happening. Like when you're um, self publishing, because it's there's so many pieces that have to come together at the right times and interlocking and you want to rip out your hair and you want to chuck your computer computer into another dimension and then your husband buys you flowers and is like it's okay you don't have to do that again having that that support system support system is huge it is and sometimes and i know a lot of authors who have this dream to write and they don't have supportive family members because of whatever reason. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But find the people that will support you. Exactly. Get your crew together that you can go to and have a support system. It is crucial as Tina would absolutely agree over there. (laughs) Yeah. I was just going to say that retreat for me created another group of um, Mm -hmm. my tribe support system. Um, Obviously Nicole is a big part of my life, but to meet people that, um, that, different than me that had different skills and talents than me and help help me make a help me become that better person by learning from people that I had never met before yeah and I think it's that sharing of the same goal and the same desires and the same vision so you know I mean it's different but that same idealistic vision aspiration of what yeah Mm -hmm. of accomplishing that goal 
Yeah, to experience some of the same things and frustrations when you're trying to write. And I was just telling somebody today, don't worry about it. Write yourself a letter. Just it's like, fine. <laughs> be it's fine. fine. And, and that was the talent that I had to or gain along the way because I was so at first like I had to write from beginning to end. Like I couldn't jump around and I had to train myself. Like if you, if this scene is coming to you, we're going to sit down and write it. And if you can't think of the word right there, asterisk, 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 I'll think of the saying later. Cause you can totally get lost in trying to find, especially in fiction <laughs> land, making something up like a name for something or a prayer or, so, or a spell or something like that. And then going, you're on like Instagram or Pinterest for like two hours and you got nothing. So <laughs> teaching yourself to stop and just be like, asterisk, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> that, I'm taking that because Do I it. get in that rabbit hole and I'm on Google researching what, what is that Lip called that goes under your dress. Uh, that rock wall. I need to think about how do I describe this rock, and then you're gone for like hours. <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes into it. I think that's the other thing. Uh, from my perspective, I think writing is hard, but I I also want people who think, oh, it's easy. It's not. There's so much work and researching that goes into it. And again, yeah. like I like I mentioned a little bit ago, the character development, like that is really your foundation of a really great story are those characters. And you can tell um, in Finn's writing that Mm -hmm. you really took the time and invested in those characters that when you're reading them, it's like, I'm invested. Like I need to, that's why I said, where is my book too? To know what happens to these people. Yes. I think that's really important. So Finn, for our audience and for our listeners, where can they find your book? So, uh, 12121, um, Amazon, we're going to do, it's actually going to be in Kindle Unlimited for um, at least three months. Um, and then we'll see what happens. Um, because I was such a Kindle, I've had Kindle Unlimited like since it started, since Kindle became a thing. And I love their library and that idea of getting books for free. <laughs> even though you're paying for the service. Um, so I had to put my book out into K- KU. Like that's my like homage to like, ah, Oh, I love that. Back. You know, it's like my piece into that. Um, and then paperback. And then eventually we're going to expand. And I, we, we is me, <laughs> we, my team, my team of me. Um, I'm going to expand to, um, Ingram, and so it can be in big box stores, Barnes and Noble. And this all is so places. exciting. I really hope you're so <laughs> proud of yourself. That's such a huge accomplishment. Thank Truly, you. it is. And what a great way to start 2021. Right? Truly. Magic. What a, like, a light, positive, powerful way to start the new year. Yes. And it's going to be amazing. No, I'm super excited. So Amazon land, I have the pre-order link for the ebook copy and then paperback will be on the release date. And the cover is so pretty. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful cover. I'm excited and stuff. And and again, for our listeners and everything, we will have all of Finn's information in our bio for this podcast. Um, So we'll have all of those links and everything, but I really hope everyone tunes in and 
orders the book or goes on Kindle Unlimited, but please check out Support a Local Utah Author, which we need to always take care of our Utah peeps. And Finn, we are so appreciative that you came on tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. Love your energy. I love you. We both love you. You're (laughs) adorable. It's so exciting to be able to continue to meet all of the amazing people that we get to share our platform with. Yes, this is amazing. I am so proud of you both for stepping up and daring to rise to share with the community, not just our local community, but, uh, you know, obviously the whole world who are listening. Um, Because it's so important to have people picking up and sharing these stories because without it, you know, nobody, nobody knows, you don't, there's not this discovery of it. So we have to have you guys out here. Um, Oh, I'm so proud of you guys. Oh, you're so you so, guys are amazing. So you're you're saying that just um in my in your my way of saying you you inspired me to share this because again the whole how dare to rise even came to be and everything is a pretty neat story and stuff of a girl with a dream who was me. <laughs> I'm the dream. Yeah, and I wanted to do something positive for not for my community. I wanted to bring light. I wanted to bring Ah. positive things. I was so tired of seeing all the negativity and divisiveness and this lack of communication and engagement. Again, we don't always have to agree with everybody, but we can at least come to an understanding. Right. I'm like, I want to make this happen. And I remember I had my again, another notebook, (laughs) (laughs) writing all of these ideas. And then my, um, inner, inner goddess was like, I "I need to call Tina K. And I'm like, homegirl's going to say no, but you know what? I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask because I knew she was so busy. She, um, and for our listeners to remind them, Tina K is writing a book. So I'm so looking forward to that, but I called her and it was just like, what you up to the home girl? And like, I told her, I pitched my idea of what I wanted to create, what, what I wanted. And I knew she needed to be a part of it. And Tina, so amazing. you want to share um, what you said? <laughs> I told her, absolutely. Obviously I'm here, but her asking me, I just got goosebumps. Um, I just knew that it was the right thing to do. And and it is part of that path, that journey, and and helping others dare to rise. Nicole and I have been friends for several years, and we've been there to help each other at difficult difficult times in our life and also celebrate the wonderful and amazing times. But every time, it's always about daring to rise, um, whether it's to the community or, or to your friends and your family. Yeah. Yes. And, and I yourself. think you guys put it yourself. together at the most perfect time. Isn't that weird? It it is. And I remember Tina telling me and I was kind of, and it was still, and I, that's when September was a really hard month for me. And I remember thinking, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And yet it was exactly what everybody needed to like drive out of this chaos year that we had and to remind people how much good there is and how how in the in the darkness you can find those light corners and And I really hope for our listeners that's what dare to write is each and every story I hope that's a little bit of light because everyone can connect to a different story and so I really hope that people are able to 
connect to whatever light they needed in that moment that they're dealing with. Well, and it's the energy that's being shared, like even right in this moment, like when they click off of this podcast, it's like, what are they going to look out their window and think, Hey, what, what about this? Can I do this? Or, Oh, I need to go call this person or whatever it is that we're inspiring them to Accomplish. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> it, 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 you know, again, when I'm, li- it's so interesting. Again, self perspective right. here. Listening to Finn's story of, you know, you wanted your book to happen in April, and then just, you know, September, mm-hmm. and, and all of that. That really is so true to the Dare to Rise story. Like Tina and I yeah. were like, we're gonna make this happen, and then, certs, you know, something would happen, and it would get pushed, mm-hmm. and then we we're like, we are gonna. I remember I had her come over for like a planning meeting, and it was. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have I my notebooks, like, all I'm of my, we had all our of my ideas. Diet Dr. Pepper <laughs> and oh, a <yeah>. cookie. <laughs> Always got to have a good sugar cookie. Let me get that straight real quick with our listeners and everybody. And I was, I was like, we're going to, and then again, just, it wasn't the right timing. And when you're trying to force it and then all of a sudden everything fell into place and yeah. Exactly at the moment it needed to be. It needed so to exist now. So I've had my aha now. moment, Finn, so thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. <laughs> thank you for letting me be a part of that. Now you're a part of the tribe, girl. And I am excited because I, I, I want you to continue to be a part of not only our tribe, but our Dare to Rise tribe. And to yes. continue to engage with our listeners so we can, you know, keep reading your amazing stories and also support you and your talents and your endeavors Yay. in the future. Yes. We definitely want you back. Uh, I will. I will come back. I am here for more. Oh, I love it. No, but thank you again, Finn O'Malley, for joining the podcast again, guys. All of our information and resources are going to be in our bio. And again, just thanks so much for tuning in. And we will be hearing with well, what two more weeks we'll have our next yes. episode. So we'll yeah. be in touch, everybody. And again, remember January twenty first, twenty twenty one, Awakening of Light. Please make and sure you check wait, it out. And wait for the surprise at the end of the podcast. Oh, we all have. Yes. We all have surprise. So I should share that too with you guys. So typically how our podcast has worked and stuff, Tina and I kind of do our final thoughts and everything, but we are really lucky that the author of Awakening of Light, Finn O'Malley, is going to do a special reading for our listeners, just a, a little teaser for um, this story and stuff. So please make sure you listen till the end. And again, thank you guys for being a part of this conversation and supporting Tina and I in the world that we're wanting to create, which is a, a place of positivity, love, support, kindness, compassion, and empathy. So thank you again for tuning in. And again, make sure you support Finn O'Malley. Thanks again, everybody. Thanks, Finn. So, Nicole, that was amazing. Oh. I love I love Finn. Now, Finn is amazing, and I love her energy. I love, I love her inspiration and her story. Again, she made me even do a little self-reflection right there in the pod about our own story. And, you know, I always look at people, and I'm like, wow, they're so amazing. Like, how cool and inspiring they are, and look what they're creating. And then I'm like... Oh, wait, we did the same thing. We, (laughs) we created something and like the intention behind it is so positive. Um, and, and it comes from the heart truly. And so I really hope for all of our listeners, no matter if it's, you know, painting or, you know, going back to college or whatever your, your journey is leading you to, or whatever your goals are or your dreams are, don't be afraid 
put, you know, put, put yourself out there, believe in yourself and also recognize the talent and the beauty you have within yourselves. Yeah. Um, to never count yourself out. Did I That's take your breath sure. away? <laughs> <laughs> you took my breath away. I just, um, just don't discount your talent. Yeah. Don't discount the opportunities and, and don't discount that hurt that's going to lead to better things um, because with the, with the dark comes the light. So I love that book. And I, I would just encourage all the listeners um, over the next few weeks, definitely um, pre-order Leah's book um, and definitely look out your window, look out your own window, whether it's your bedroom or your car window or, or just the window of your life and, and look at, look at things differently. Um, look at them and, and what could be waiting out there, what the opportunities are for you and then hold on to them and don't stop, don't stop dreaming. I love that. Really, don't stop dreaming and don't ever stop believing in yourself, even through obstacles and, you know, the, the hard, the heartaches of life. You, your perseverance is what will always carry you through. And also, you know, I always say this, I think almost on every podcast, Tina, but your tribe is so important. It's really important to surround yourself with, you know, the good people that are there to support you and want to be, be there through the good times and the bad times. And that, want you to succeed and you want the same for them. That's really important. But again, I I really appreciated the conversation that we were able to share tonight with Finn. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Nicole, I think it will always be with me or without me. Oh girl, always. Again, I'm so (laughs) appreciative of, I, you know, you're just talking about our friendship and, um, our story and everything. Um, it's, it's special for sure and everything, but to all of our listeners, thank you again for supporting us and mine and Tina Kay's dream. And always remember in your lives and in your communities and in your families, always choose to dare to rise. Awakening of light. Opening my eyes, I returned my gaze to the spirited play of flames. Dazed by their hypnotic and alluring dance, I suddenly found myself deep in the woods, standing in a circle of exposed dirt. The trees surrounded me in the thick darkness as the moonlight cast shadows on the forest floor. I spun around, looking for the person behind the magic. I apologize. I cannot go to Riona's, but I can bring you here. The white witch floated from the inky black tree line. The moment she reached the clearing, fire shot up from the perimeter. I do promise to keep you safe and protected. I crossed my arms, trying to hide my surprise. Ice blonde hair layered around her face in stark contrast to the blood red cloak shrouding her head. The fire illuminated her skin, creating a beautiful, dangerous glow. Not so long ago, you sat in the orchard, unsure of yourself and your path. Her eyes tracked mine in contemplation. I know you have set your intentions on water being the first element. Sliding her hands from the cloak, she brought them to a temple in front of her. My eyebrows crept upward with suspicion. But I must interfere. There are things you are unaware of that must be tended to first. Like? I asked a slight edge in my voice. Air magic. Air but I don't know anything about air yet. My words sounded whinier than I intended. Think of it this way, much like a magician of show. They make you look here, while over there they're doing something else. What do you mean? I asked, but I knew. 
Everything became clear. She was referring to the council and Dark and whoever else was behind this disaster. Yes, exactly, she confirmed my thoughts. The council specifically has been quite satisfied with your obsession on water. They came here tonight hoping to push you into retrieving that element first, because meanwhile they have been cleansing the lands of air magic. Her mouth was a grim frown. My thoughts immediately jumped to Lorcan. Yes, he is the nasty excuse of a being, isn't he? Her head tilted and the hatred danced in her eyes, mimicking the flames behind her. They have diligently sought out all those connected to air magic. My mouth twitched with anger as I thought of the sensation, senseless devastation and loss. Aslan, you cannot protect everyone, but you need to move quickly. She halted my empathy before it took hold. Okay, I relented, but I don't even know where to begin. My water plan was now shot to hell, and the fierce determination I had crumbled. Fear tromped over me. I do. A knowing smile lifted her lips. Of course she does. I had a feeling I wouldn't like where this was going. I know of someone who can help you. Her eyes were alive and dancing, although you're not going to like it. Her laughter carried through the pines. Shit. I pushed my fingers to my eyes, grimacing. Why? Who? Her name is Ravina, she said. I waited for more. The more was coming. I could feel it. She is a vampire queen. Oh, no, 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 vampires. Uh Uh-uh, no, no. My slew of no's was met with her impatient stare. She waited for my tirade to finish. No, vampires? Are you freaking kidding me? Absolutely not. No blood-sucking kind, no sparkling kind, no none, zilch, no. She continued her steely gaze. Shit, damn it, vampires? Seriously? I read enough... and knew enough that anything involving vampires never ended anywhere good, even in fiction land. And I particularly enjoy keeping my blood in my body. Damn it. Vampires. This was going to happen. Freaking vampires. My eyes fluttered close and I heaved out a slow breath. Fine, I caved. Freaking fine, diddly fine. Her mouth broke into a full smile, which made me frown. I knew you would understand. Contentment nestled around her. Understand? Uh, Oh, no, I don't understand. I don't like it either, I snipped. White witch or not, I needed to stand my ground somehow. She only laughed again. Oh, Aslan, how I do adore you. Her laughter filled the moonlit clearing. I rolled my eyes. I didn't want to be adored. Ravina, where am I going to find her? I questioned. I will tell her you are coming. Her icy blue eyes glittered and the magic ended. I returned to the living room and let my head fall back on the chair. My groan shattered the serene quiet. Vampires. I had to go find vampires. Rowan would be pissed. The morning sun began to crest over my over the tips of the mountains, casting light onto the shadows of the earth. Leaning against my favorite boulders, I realized the earth was forming a perfect divot for my butt. 
hadn't slept much. The thought of meeting vampires and the ever-pressing magic of the elements kept me from anything near the realm of Sleepyland. Soft footsteps gave way to Rowan's approach. Good morning. His voice became a song when I saw the two tea mugs in his hands. Here, he handed me the steaming mug. My yearning for coffee was indescribable, but I had acquired a new affinity for tea and honey, particularly strong black tea. It's a bit chilly this morning. He took note of my hoodie. Shrugging his shoulders against the chill, he sat next to me, legs extended and crossed over each other. Mm-hmm, I murmured, taking a tentative sip and wincing as it scorched my mouth. For some reason, Rowan liked his tea scalding hot. I gently blew across the top of the cup. Did you sleep well? I know magical battles can be a bit unnerving, he asked. I almost laughed. I'd actually forgotten about that part of my night. My thoughts were consumed by blood-sucking vampire queens. Uh, no, I had a visitor. Rowan eyed me carefully, full of alertness. The White Witch. I explained, glancing at him over my cup of steaming tea. And what might she have wanted? He asked, settling back against the boulder. Oh, this little tidbit of information that we need to find air because the council is destroying its existence. My words were blasé as his eyes darted to mine. I nodded, taking another tentative sip. Hot! Rowan did make excellent tea, but he had no issues taking big gulps. What a weirdo. Okay, so we need to go after air after we get water. Oh, oh no, my friend. She thinks we need to find the air first. I sipped cautiously again. I wondered if I was rubbing off on him when Rowan performed an excellent eye roll. That's what I said. I inferred my agreement with another blow across my mug. But wait, I have one better. Here was where Rowan would freak out and head to crazy town. She has someone for us to meet. An eyebrow cocked in my direction, but I pretended not to notice and instead took another slow sip. Ravina? He practically spewed his tea over the front of himself. Yep, crazy town. I assumed he knew exactly who she was. Absolutely not, he exclaimed, almost jumping to his feet. No, vampires, absolutely no. I waited, much like the white witch had with me. I sipped. This was rather amusing. No wonder she had been entertained. Aslan, no. Vampires are dangerous. I don't care what kind of books about vampires they have in your realm, but no. Vampires are the categorical bottom of the magical bucket. (laughs) Just say magical bucket? I about died. Lips curling at the edge of my mug, I gave him a sideways get. Wait, had he read Twilight? I could hardly contain my laughter. Aslan, I'm serious. He became more animated with each passing second. Rowan, I began with a short laugh, sharp laugh. I know. Believe me, I reacted um, much the same. Vampires are not my thing. I told her no, precisely 847 times. This satisfied him. And he settled himself while taking a sip of tea. He thought I was on the same page as him. And... Well, I was. Kind of. But we have to. He glared at me and began mumbling in his own language. Whoa! Uh, hold up there, mister. Is that swearing? You can't go off in another language and I can't understand. That, that isn't fair. I nudged him with my arm. He blew out his breath, glaring from the corner of his eyes. We can't take anyone. 
he said, taking the final gulp of his tea. You mean my yummy human friend who would probably be a five-star three-course meal? Mm, Yeah, she isn't going. This gave Rowan little satisfaction. Of course, there was a giant ruckus among those in the cottage over the two of us going to meet vampires. Eventually, Rowan did his fair share of convincing Riona. I promised my firstborn child to Amy in lieu of a detailed report on how vampires function in Hollervania and other realms, with specific ratings on how hot they were. Being here was beginning to affect her brain. This was happening. Vampires. Freaking vampires. Riding downtown in New York City. I know you wanna be there, I bring DC you away. Party in the club like that track from Fitty. Cause life is so good, let's go and vibe with me. Riding downtown in New York City.